guys, but the other day told me I had to have a microphone. Yeah. Even though my mouth was big enough to go say anything. You know, last week we got up, we really, when we started out at the beginning, you know, the word was made flesh and all the fault at the beginning, but we ended up at the Mary and Joseph's journey to uh, Bethlehem for the taxation. Alright, and you know, the census, so to speak. But this week we're gonna not so much to focus on the birth, but everyone knows that story. You know, we hear it every Christmas. We're gonna really talk about the the birth announcement. That's what I think of when the angel spoke to uh, the shepherd. And that's really what I focus on. Why was it, and I'll mention this again later, but why did the angels announce it to shepherds and not to nobility? I mean, think about it. There was, there was many that we seen in the more in the Gospels. Nicodemus was a ruler. There were rulers in Israel that would have believed. They, were, they spent their whole life studying the scriptures. So why would they not have paid to shepherds, to average people, simple people? I mean, they were the simple to the simple, but that day other than the beggars. And of course, as I said before, a lot of this is going to be my opinion. I'm going to tell you right up front. I can't necessarily back all this up in scripture. But as I said last week, when LJ first asked me about this, I was the question came to my mind, why? And do we really ever think about the scriptures? We take it at face value. Yes, we all believe, as LJ talked this morning, you know, that you know the, the word of God is inspired. Every week, and I, I'll take it safe to say everyone here believes that every word in the Bible is the inspired word of God. But as I said last week, I'm gonna say again this week, I can take you to many places where it's okay to question the word. And I wonder if maybe our walk with the Lord is hindered some by just taking the faith back and well, why did they do that? Why did this have to happen? Why is this? Because give me an example, I think where I want to go with this. I'm glad we're free from the dietary guidelines of the Old Testament. But I love salt. I love the pork salt. And under the Old Covenant, that was no up. That was unclean meat. But the way I look at it, if the one that created my body, that I should eat that. I need to do it in moderation because it's not good for you. There's a reason. And just a little dietary lesson. The reason pork was an unclean animal, there is actually an enzyme in pork. Because, you know, pigs want a few animals that eat stuff to death. There's an enzyme in pork that causes overeating. Besides, in this day, they run wild, they ate anything. But it's okay. And that's what my purpose is for tonight. And, and I know Candy's going to have something in but she's going to choose to study this week and be ready to make a comment. And once again, it may or may not be a question and answer. I encourage you to ask questions. I encourage you to make comments. Because we need to get to the point I want, especially the day and time we're coming. Yes, the, the governor of California, whoever's president, the governor can make any law they want that you can and can't do this. But as the lesson was, with this again this morning. It's our choice of whether or not we do it. And we have to choose. We can just, and forgive me for a lack of better word, we can just take the Bible and blind faith and just, it wasn't because it's the Bible. You know, how many grew up with your father saying, you do it because I said so? Yeah. Did it work for you? Didn't work for me. I want to know why and if he wouldn't tell me, I'd go out and do whatever I wasn't supposed to do. Why not? But that's not the way God intends his word to be. As I said, there's many places. Moses questioned. In fact, he told 
know God ain't wrong. I can't do this. All through the Bible, many questions God. Uh, I forget his name, but the, the, the man that was told to go and lay hands on Saul before he was, became Paul. He said, God, you know what this guy is doing? He's destroying your church. If that's not questioning God, I don't know what is. And I believe we missed the mark by not wondering why the scripture says like this. So, I have a lot of scriptures. It's going, we're going to be in uh, Luke, mostly in Luke. We're going to be in Matthew and Acts. We're going to start out though tonight. Luke chapter 2. It's kind of where we ended. We're trying to the right place. We're going to start Luke, Luke chapter 2, start at verse 8. I'm not going to have to have you stand for all the stuff. I want you to stand through verse 12. But I'm going all the way through 20. Luke chapter 2, verse 8. And there was in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in the manger. We all have to pray. Dear most gracious heavenly Father, we love you and pray for We thank you for this opportunity to share your word, Father. And I hope that you open our hearts and our, our ears and in our lips to voices, Lord, that we would come to a place in our walk with you that we wouldn't want to know, not for an act of defiance, Lord, but we would want to know why you would have such a wonderful announcement just made out in the middle of a pastor to a bunch of uneducated men. Lord, I hope we get to a point that we want to know why that Christ had to die upon the tree. Yes, we know what the scripture says, Lord. But Lord, why would you have us do this? Why did you institute the church? And Lord, just truly let this be a time of discussion. And Lord, if we come to a point of disagreement, Lord, let us be adults. Let us be brothers and sisters in Christ. Because sometimes I think it's okay, Lord, to just agree to disagree. And Lord, I don't claim to bring anything to this table except a desire to be used to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you for standing. Now, before I go back to discuss this, I want to go ahead and read through verse 20. Dylan Luke chapter 2. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass that the angels were gone away from them into heaven. The shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came and paid and found Mary and Joseph and the babes lying in the manger. And when they had seen it, they uh, made known abroad the same which were told them concerning the child. And all they and all they heard it, and all that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. We want you to look at verse 19. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God in all things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. So as I already said earlier, why reveal it to shepherds? Why not go to the, the scribes and Pharisees that spent their life studying the scriptures? They knew all the signs. 
Okay, and I, I think for me the answer is, well, I'll show it, I think it's verse 17. But some of be bold enough to, why do you think? So once again, this is the, I, I can talk, but from a teaching standpoint, I know I drive something out, but I'm certified teaching I've taught for several years. I guarantee you, you learn more by getting involved than you ever will to sit and listen. I don't care how learned the person speaking is. You don't learn another time to sit quietly. So, this Dan, you're our Sunday school teacher, I'm going to put you on the spot. And um, your opinion, or you can give us an educated answer, because you do know a lot of it. Why, Shepherd? Could be. I mean, because, like, once again. Savior, which is Christ the Lord. 
And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find him wrapped in dwelling clothes lying in a manger. Then they were taken away. Now they told him, the angels clearly announced how they would find him. But no one did it. It did not say an angel said, go and see him. And this is just a little sidebar. I'm not going to expand on this. Some of you may have looked at it. But of course, we choose to celebrate Christmas to December. No theologians, there are many theories, but we just read the verse that there's no way to be any sense. Because it says the shepherds were keeping their flock at night. They didn't do that in winter. At night they ran, and during the winter they run them in. So you know it had to be, most people say probably more. But it's going like that doesn't matter. What's important is that we do celebrate. And if you want some really interesting study, I just thought that was an interesting note. That, that one state, and the reason I'm stressing that, little things like that, just the fact that the shepherds are keeping their flock out, you use a little bit of study, is such wonderful hint of what the Bible would do. But in fairness, most of us just look at the face, they go on. It's not that it's important, and not that that's wrong. But I believe the day and time we're coming to, we need to know more about the depth and the meaning of scripture we do with scripture. Because I know people that have lost the Satan themselves that can quote more Bible than I would bring them. Quoting scripture, knowing the Bible, not understanding the Bible and not making sense. And I have and I've been in trouble in this church of making statements. But people think I'm against the Bible. I'm not saying that at all. Go ahead, brother. No, no. Okay, I'll time. You have to know it. Okay, well, when I first when I first come started reading the Bible, I read as a study guide. Because I was still a non believer. I mean, there was no way to get to South Church five years ago, you know? And I started reading the Bible. Because I started reading the Bible was really wrong. Yeah. The book of the life does not get better. Well that right here is proof. Yeah. Right there is proof is that the Bible is a living word in power. So I'm not taking the, I'm not belittling the scripture, but every society, if it was if there was nothing to the Bible, it wouldn't be banned in probably 75 countries in the world. And just as he said, many people that have set out to disprove the Bible have, have turned into believers. But the point I'm making, just reading the Bible in itself did not save you. Am I wrong, Pastor? But what because if it did. What about these people in, in third world countries that don't have a Bible? But they're just to say because they they heard the word either through a cattle or and I would even go even bolder than that. You don't have to have them preach gospel to you. And I think Sister Gam I mentioned this morning making the Holy Spirit. So we're all, if we believe we're created in God's end and for his good pleasure, and we believe that he desires that everyone be saved, I think that's scripture. If your heart is learning from yearning for him, whether there's going to be an evangelist or a Gideon going out past the Bible or whatever, the Lord's going to speak to your heart. If that person never picked up a Bible, is he any less saved? No. That's the reason I'm going to always take my stand because I'm sorry, people, you can turn that book, that holy book, that, in the hard word in your eyes. Because I, you know, as I heard someone argue with me, you know, we all like, and sister can't talk well, the love of money is the root of all these. That's scripture. But 
most of us grew up with money as we were like, and I and I heard a story told I didn't hear the conversation, but my son was This man argued up and down. He said, Yes, my mother read that up all the time. She was so against it. And he went home and got his mom a big fan of the Bible to prove the fact. And of course, once he found the scripture and actually read it, he said he was wrong. But he had turned that big family Bible into a pipe. Because his mother said, that money is the root of all evil. But he had turned the scripture into actual a stumbling block that really kept him from being all that he could be in And argued about it. What does that have to do with Brother Jesus? What did Jesus face? We're going to get into this in a, probably next week. I'm getting ahead of myself. But he faced that. Tradition is the greatest hindrance to our walk with the Lord. And I think that's why the announcement was made to a humble, nobody shepherd. For one, because it would be really easy for me to believe why I said, you know, I'm going to check my pulse first, you know. No, I'm not drinking. This is rough. And then I'm looking, y'all, are you seeing this? You know, hey, is, are we really seeing this? But it wasn't just one. And doesn't the scripture teach us in the, in the width of two or three together? That, that's a dirt wall. But what if it's one? And once again, there's no right or wrong answer. And I don't have the answer. It's my opinion. Because the Lord knew that they would go out and tell it. Because in this time, it wasn't been as unusual as it is today to say that we find it. I'm sorry today people think you're crazy. Probably your own family. Some of your church members do. But anyway, so that brings us up to a point that, once again, any further comments before I go to my next my next point? Because Look at verse 11. 
Still in Luke chapter 2. Because, you know, there, there's a school of thought, and, and LJ probably, because he studies more of this than I do. Some people that think that Jesus, first off, wasn't, there's, there's one doctrine that he wasn't being in the spirit. And because he, and I started this lesson last week, that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, the Word was God, and we know that the Word is Jesus. So, yes, Jesus is eternal. That's why in Revelation, I am the Alpha and the Omega. There's no beginning to Jesus. There's no end to Jesus. But the Son of God, the only begotten Son of God, the, 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 the Son of Mary and the Holy Spirit, did have a beginning. There was that day of Bethlehem. He did have an end. That day when he died upon the cross. Because, and we're going to see that in, this, in verse 11. For unto you this day, in the city of David, the Savior, which is Christ the Lord. The term this day is what I'm going to look at. This day proving that there was a definite day that God had a son and the son had a father. There never was a time he was begotten as God. So sonship must always refer to humanity in his case, not to deity. And yes, he was fully God, as I spoke last week, even in the womb. But he came in the presence of God the Baptist. And, and it was prophesied that God was about to be built the Holy Spirit from his mother's womb. And I believe that took place when Mary and Elizabeth came together. I may be wrong. No, that's for sure. Yeah. You know, and the babe leaped in her, in her womb. But, at that point, even though he was fully God, he wasn't, wasn't this point. We're, we're up to the point he's born. Yes, that baby laying in that man was just as much God as he ever was. But he was also flesh and blood. That's why, and if you think about it, if you really look close at all four of the Gospels, Jesus referred to himself during his public ministry as the Son of Man more than he did the Son of God. Because he had to prove and, and drive home the point that he was flesh and blood. If he was not flesh and blood, he would not have been a sacrifice. And that term, this day, in the original Greek, that's what it means. He started. So let's, I'm going to look at one other place to prove that point even further. Go to Acts chapter 13. Verse 33. God has fulfilled the same unto us, their children, so that he hath raised up Jesus again, as it is also written in the second psalm, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. Have I begotten thee? And when, when God said, and even when the Holy Spirit said to find you, he said, This is my beloved son, and the only begotten, the only begotten is the only, the term the only begotten is, is a statement stating that Jesus is the only one that begotten God. There is been no other. Yet Adam was created by God himself. But he would not begotten of God. He was a created being just as the angels are created beings. Of course, because I want to step on another little proverbial lens that y'all may talk to me. When God formed Adam to dust the earth, and he breathed into his mouth, so what did he become, according to Scripture? A human being, a living soul. 
That and that takes to this flesh and blood. If I live to be 110, it's going to cure me. This flesh and blood will never see. It will never walk the creature of God. Because there's nothing good in this flesh. Because in Brother Lee, I've said it quite often. Even Jesus said about himself. Well, I call about me good. As he walked this earth, he didn't even consider himself good, even though he was fully equal to God. But he was flesh and blood as well. And that baby made that man. And I point out last week, why did he have to come as a baby? To, to learn how to Brother Roger said it so well. He had to learn what it was like to be. He had to learn what it was like. And I, I can't get past me and I have had this conversation several times. Because the truth be placed, and we may look at it again later. But Mary heard these things and popped them in her heart. Mary knew how she got pregnant. I have to. Joseph knew because and the Lord appeared to him once again. Angel appeared to him and told him. The only reason he was able to do what he did. But that babe laying that, that manger was helpless as any baby there is today. Even more so then. To the king that was appointed by 
the wrong. Because this time, Israel was under wrong care. Rightly so. And I'm not going to read the scripture, but Herod called his chief tribe and everything. Where is the Messiah? Because everyone's looking for the Messiah. They knew someday. The only difference, hmm, yeah, I don't say it this way. The only difference between an Orthodox Jew and a Christian, because even though they, they rejected, even though today many of them do not believe that Jesus is the Messiah. Me, the only, because it's the Bible, clear is it not, brother? They're still God's chosen people. We're the ones that are God. The only difference between an Orthodox Jew and a Christian is that the second coming for us will be the first coming for many of them. Now, not all of them we say, many of them will. Just like not all of us are going to be saved. The church is going to be full if the rapture takes place on Sunday, even after the rapture. That's the cold hard fact. They'll still, yes, there's going to be a lot of empty faces. There'll be a lot of people that are on the way. That's why. But, he, these wise men rightly went to where they, because they thought they were little. What did, let's, let's go take my picture for it. Does the scripture not say? Verse 2, saying, where is he that is born king of the Jews? They were looking for, a, and, and think about this. They studied astrology, which is, you may want to read your horoscope. Don't. It's of the devil. That's what these people did. Astrology this time wasn't just your horoscope. It was a science to them. And they actually saw this star, this new star appear. And I didn't take the time, you know, I have it one of at one point in my life. There's ancient manuscripts that you can actually go and find online that outline what these wise men saw. But the point is that God chose not only to uh, announce the birth of his son, the savior of the world, the simple shepherd in the country that he chose Jesus to be born in, but he also, from a foreign country, the people that practiced what the people of his day and the, and the people of our day should practice is witchcraft, sorcery. That's basically what they were. Now, but we have such a mixed up opinion of sorcery there because of movie. But that's basically what these men were. They probably practiced some form of witchcraft and they were more than likely worshiped some pagan god. But they had enough sin that when the true God spoke, they knew something was there. So let's get down to verse 11. I mean, it's interesting reading. If you would read this whole whole chapter with the thought other than just your reading your Christmas story, look at verse 11. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child in Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto them gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream that they would not, they did not return to. I'm sorry. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, that they departed in their own country another way. Once again, there is uh, six dreams recorded in the New Testament. Six instances of God giving dreams 
and they're all found in Matthew. All six of them are found in Matthew. And that, I really wondered, why Matthew? Well, a little history lesson, most of you probably know this, but Matthew is the gospel to the Jewish people. It wasn't written to uh, Gentiles. It wasn't written to the scattered. It was written to the Jewish people still I probably through. They believe because what did Peter stand up and say on the day of Pentecost in his sermon? In the latter days, your young men will drink dreams, your old men will have vision. See, the people of Israel believed in the power of dreams. And it was taken lightly. So it's interesting to me that all six kids of God given dreams were recorded in that. And two of them are clearly, well, probably more than that, are clearly referred to Jesus. I think, he, I think the angel Lord appeared to Joseph in the dream when he said, yes, it's okay to take her. We did see it with the wise men in a dream. Was it all of them? We don't know really how many. All of our Christian plays in history tell us three because there are three gifts here. We don't know how many. But the fact that it says, so we just read, when he announced it to the shepherds, you will find the babe laying in the manger. What did he tell the wise men? And it came to pass when they came into the house, they saw the young child. A baby is not a young child. So that right there is proof in itself that he, it wasn't the same night. But think about it. How could it be the same night? And I don't mean to insult them with intelligence. I'm not trying to say that. Unless it's tradition. But how could it have been the same? Well, I guess they could have started two years before and showed up at the right time. But if you'll finish reading that, and I'm not going to take the time to do it because I want to keep it here all night. But it clearly says, once again, Herod calls his scribes and Pharisees together, where will it be born? So he figures up. And it goes on to say, as soon as they tell him when, where it was, every child, two years old, oh, killed. Two. Okay. Two years old. Okay. That's the reason I think I safely say that Jesus is probably two years old at this point. Verse 13 in Matthew. And when they had departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise and take the young child and his mother, and flee into Egypt, and be there. Uh, until I bring thee word, for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. When he had spoke, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed into Egypt, and was and was there until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt shall I call my son. So once again, and, and it must have gone probably heard it, I'm not claiming to have any new awe-inspiring teaching here. Most of you probably knew, or at least had heard it, that Jesus was two years old when he was watching the And think about the gift. Many of y'all probably heard this too. Think of what they were. Go for travel. They brought gold, frankincense, and myrrh. They had to have money, but Joseph was just a carpenter. 
He wasn't a wealthy noble. He made a living with his hand. And he had just up and noticed the fact that it says by night it shows that they flee in a hurry. I guarantee you, I think it's safe to say, as soon as Joseph woke from that dream, he said, Mary, get up here. Get the baby. We're going. He couldn't go. He couldn't go. Hey, Uncle Joseph, can you loan me a hundred bucks? I got to go. That gold. And also, he was going into a foreign country. He had to live. And it's interesting to know, death, frankincense, and murder were very expensive places. I'm sure that was sold when they gave little, but they're also funeral places. I just think that is ironic to me that that was the gift they brought. But what did, why was Jesus born? But to die. He was born to raise up and live a sinless life, learn true humility. He had to learn why. He had to learn dependence. He had to learn what it was like to be human. Because if he had to be human, how could he be an advocate for Because God cannot look on sin. The only way God can look at our filthy, stinking, sinful flesh is because of it is covered by the blood because he doesn't see the flesh. When he looked at God's weakness, when he, when he, when, and I, once again, I may be wrong, but I believe Satan still wrote through the land thinking those he made of all. And I believe he still has audience with God. And you know what old John thought last night? You won't believe what that, that man thought. God looked at I'm talking all I see is the world. All I see is my son. I may be wrong, but that is true in my heart felt condition. When you are truly born again, child of God, the only reason God can look at you is because you're covered by the precious blood of the Lamb. And He doesn't see you. He doesn't see the flesh. Because when was the only time in 33 years that Jesus walked this earth that God did not look at? Because the scripture did not say, My God, when Jesus hang on the cross, my God, my God. Have not forsaken me? What did Jesus cry out? My God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? Did he, if he had said, have you? It would have been not a question, it was a statement. And if he had not been, if God had not forsaken me, that statement would have been a lie. God turned his back. Because God turned his back. He could not look. Once Jesus became sin, and once again, that word became is so vital. That's why we have to get to the point where we're looking at the word for what the word is saying, not just for what the word is. That word became. Jesus never sinned. He became sin. Of his, of his free choice, because he could have chose not to. And once again, this will be a little bit further left if I get to this point. That's why he cried so much three times. And once again, Jesus himself questioned God three times. If I'm not mistaken, take this cup from him. He knew that's what he came for. He knew what he was faith. But he also knew he didn't want to. But I, two reasons he was able to do that. My opinion. Now the, the, the second thing I'm going to make, I prove the scripture. But the first one is he learned why. He was because Mary and Joseph were not wealthy people. And they had other children, as the scripture plainly says. I don't think Jesus raised up the last lifestyle, even in his day. I'm sure he knew why. But also, he was taught the scripture. See, that's one great thing, even today. Truly, 
devout Jewish people, that as soon as they're children, they are taught and read the scriptures. In fact, there's a humongous amount of scripture at a Jewish boy's 13th birthday or his bar mitzvah that he had to quote. He is instructed, so Jesus was. And I'm not going to get to I hope to get to that point when we were 12 years old tonight, but I take too many reps. But he was astounded to learn the meaning of That wasn't even common. And we'll talk more about that next week. But the fact that it took two years for them to get there to me says that we're not going to get to where we want to be with the Lord in I believe, our, that's why I made a statement last week, this journey, this is Mary had to make that. And I want to say, somewhere I read it like 80 miles from Bethlehem, from Nazareth to Bethlehem. It may not have been that far. I looked at it one time. But it doesn't matter how far it was, if you ride it back to Nazareth, you lay the prayer. Yeah, you know. But the fact, and I said last week, somehow our journey, that true faith relationship with and our desire to be all that he wants us to be is painful. We have to go places we don't want to be. We have to do things we don't want to do. That's the reason obedience is better than sacrifice. We have to obedience to what God wants us to do, not what we want to do. And that's just comfort. I don't care who you are. I don't care how good your life was when you came to the Lord. You had to give up for And Exactly. There's stuff, you know, that's why it's a process. And, and there's no better picture of that process than thinking of Jesus coming as a baby. Completely have Another little side note, you know, Samuel was gifted as soon as he was weaned. Which during this time he was probably five years old. Think about this. Anne prayed for years at a time. What did she do when she had a God, I, I thank you so much for coming. When it says she gave him the temple, that literally means she gave Samuel up. Samuel was raised in the temple by the priest, not by his mother. Jesus is a very special time. Why wasn't he? Because they didn't want to die from the brothers. That's just my natural opinion. But he was instructed in the Word. That's why I really want to try to make it. It's not a coincidence that he knew all Jewish children. Even as many as they were, they were like me growing up. As many as, as sin itself. They knew the scripture. But this is special to them the scripture. And it comes back to what some sister Nancy said this morning. Because their parents taught them. Their parents expect. It wasn't, it wasn't open for debate. It was well, you want to go to church today? Now you're going. You're going to learn. It wasn't open for debate. So, what I hope I weekly, I feel like this here with God, but what I hope I impressed on tonight was a simple fact that Jesus was his birth announcement to the simple people which God knew they would share. They were so yes, humble, but I you know, Sister Karen is saying thank you. I like to visualize the picture of what I'm doing. I like to put myself in that place. That's why I enjoy reading from it. I put myself in the place of the character. Of course, you can make character if I like it, but 
you know, when I read, I don't know myself in that place in that period. Even when I read the scripture, I like to envision what I would have done. If I would have been one of those shepherds, I would have been so, first off, terrified, quite so, but I would have been so thrilled that God chose to not only send an angel to tell me that the Messiah was born, he let me see a heavenly conference. I've been so thrilled that I was told to do that. Yeah, I would have told everybody. And I think that's what those shepherds did. They were so thrilled that they were the ones chosen. So a lot of people say the, the, the maniac, the demoniac, that Jesus uh, set free was the first evangelist. Now, I think those shepherds were the first evangelist. They were the first ones to go and say, hey, man, the Messiah. Yes, he's born. The angel appeared. We heard the heavenly host. We saw the baby. Yes, he, he was born. Just as the scripture said. And I will also hope we saw the fact that the wise men not only wanted to come and worship this wonder. Let me start. Let me back up. Once again, I put myself in their place. Yes, they came to worship, because that's what they did. Worship was an important part. I really wonder today, because I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to be honest. I worship very little. I really wonder how much worship really takes us I try to praise him every, every third. But to me, praise is corporate. Worship is when it's you and God. Yeah. It doesn't matter how many people are around. When you're truly... Because what we call our song service, praise the Lord. Once again, this is this is a side note. So some of them, some of these wives, we don't know that it was just three, it probably wasn't. But three people wouldn't last long making a journey like that. Well, there was probably a host of them. Let's just say it was three, stick with tradition. Some of them may have said, I don't see this one this time. They saw that star that hadn't been there before. But they may be up. And this again, you leave this a lot. How much are we really to look for today? Do we really? I don't want to think I'm lying. You mentioned that a lot. How, and I ask myself that. But these men made the effort. They were obedient. First they saw the star, and I'll be honest with the church with their science, their belief that interpreted that star. But once they made that journey, and once they talked to Herod and seen what was what, but in fairness, they didn't know where to find you. Yes, they were following the star, but they didn't know where to find you. They didn't know where to start. They were just following that star. But they came, brought the gift, worship, because they were truly coming to see a king. Are we really to do what to say? Are we really, and once again, yes, I know you have to be careful with this day, and I got to, Little side note on this again plus this morning because I always have so much to say that I feel like I'm, always, I'm cowering on the set. But these men, but she made me say this morning, whenever we see that situation, we always want to think we're yeah, Some people always want to think worse. But I don't look at the foot. I still remember Adam and then they make a comeback. Last year, more violent album was sold in the CDs or downloads. So violent coming back. I remember having to wait to get my favorite song and put that record over. So the flip side of what you're saying is all too often because the person has a title behind his name, or he wears the right kind of suit, he preaches at the right church, he attends the right church, we think he's a godly man. 
But just like it's our nature to see the worst, sometimes church folks want to see the best. Rightfully so. But I believe in the book of Philippians, we're told to test every spirit. You know, as my grandma used to say, just because your mom's holding clothes like this, but boy, don't we eat church or not. Whenever she catches me alive, I see what I heard. But just because a man can know when to shout, knows how to enunciate, knows that scripture, does not mean he's a man of God. And we all know people that fit that category. So these wise men, as Herod did, as Herod knew, he was Jewish. He would have taught just like Jesus was. He was taught those same scriptures. He had every sign of Christ in his clothes. Tell me where this is supposed to be born. He came from different He could have just as easily truly been thinking inside. But his heart was far from God as it could be. So I hope we saw in the brief life of Jesus up to two years old such a clear picture of way what we were when we started out. We didn't know most of this know anything about the scripture. I'm going to be honest with you. I read, I read the Bible from cover to cover before I got saved. Always, always believe in Jesus at some time. Always believe in prayer. But I wasn't sad when I was saved. And when I got saved, I had to learn. I had to be humble enough to learn. And that's something that's going to pray for me. I still do it. No, I'm not always right. I just choose when I don't want to be wrong. But I try to always be right in my feet. Or at least, as I think these wives did, they realized when that dream came, they said, don't go back to God, they don't go back to here. They realized they made a mistake over here. And they corrected by going back to get the Because in that day, even though they're from another country to, to deny a king's request, they, if they had been caught, they could be killed. And probably would have been. But they, and, 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 and I've got to stress this, they were not believers in the God we serve. They didn't come to worship Jesus as their Messiah, their Lord and Savior. They came to worship Him, just like they, truth be told, when they went before Herod, they talked about Him even before Herod. That's what people did then. I thought people in some countries still do today. You go to a Catholic, if you're Catholic, you go to a priest today, he's going to take that ring out. Today, every man that bows before the Pope kisses that ring. Today, on his knees. So these people came for a completely, I feel, a wrong reason. Yes, I love the story, but it they weren't coming for salvation. And I say that to say this, this is going to be the hope of last thing I say. I wish I told you. When we come to search things, and this is my question, because I search the scripture for God, because I found my answer. As I've said before, I found exactly what I want to hear in that life. And to show it to you, I was getting on. And it cost me. Well, I had to get to a point in my walk that I had to admit that I don't need this man. But God, I need God man. I need God. And almost every time I've ever faced a problem, yes, I find the answer there, but it's confirmed. Some other way. Usually to another person. 
So be careful who and why you worship. That to me is the greatest lesson of a life. Because if they had truly been there to please Herod, we probably wouldn't be saved today because he was killed. They wouldn't have they would went back to him. Yes, I, I think God's plan would have been fulfilled. But they could have chose the other way. But they chose the obedience. And also, the fact, and I, I, I think I said this last week, the fact that Jesus decided to make his initial personality with his only begotten son, when he sent the whole purpose of saving the world, the reptile world to him, was to such simple that we need to be curious who we choose not to listen to, who we choose not to listen to. Once again, that person that has the word you've been seeking may be someone you apply. I mean, we would step further. The fact that these wise men are not from Israel, they may not even be a believer. God will use who he chooses. And, and, and Moses, did, did the scripture not tell us that God hardened Pharaoh's heart? I mean, he really set the nature of Israel up. God will use who he wants. It's up to us to know enough the word, to recognize it, to be humble enough to accept it. Because some of us, well, unless the pastor says, I don't hear it. Unless I hear brother so-and-so say it, I don't hear it. Who are you? Maybe the very one that God chose. Just like he chose these children. Nobody. In the eyes of most people, be the first one to go out and tell about 